This episode of the podcast is brought to you by sitting on the toilet just to get some alone time. Did you hear that, Sharon? Alone time. Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Sattler, welcome to Jurassic Park. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that also made their own dinosaur theme park called the Cretaceous Park. It's a little bit more historically accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss the very first Jurassic Park. Yes. My, what a movie of my childhood. Why? They just... First time I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I was not, ho- a, not a movie of my childhood. <laughs> but, but a my, movie of your adulthood. Movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, give us a, give us who, give us all the details mm-hmm. because I don't know. It's like, do I, do I really need to explain what everybody knows it's, what yeah. Jurassic Park is? It, it's like Star Wars. It's like everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. It. So Jurassic Park came out in 1993, directed by Steven Spielberg. You have a plethora of people in this film. Yeah. Your main characters are Sam Neill, who plays Alan Grant. You have my girl, Laura Dern, who plays Ellie. You have my man, Jeff Goldblum, who plays Ian Malcolm. You have Richard Attenborough, who plays John Hammond, the main proprietor of the, yeah. the park. Uh, you have Wayne Knight in here, who plays Dennis. And that's just weird to see, because what was he in, like Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you have Sam motherfucking Jackson in here. Yeah. For a small role. For, but he, yeah, like barely in it, but still. But whatever. He plays Ray. And then you have Ariana Richards, who plays Lex. Yep. And then Joseph Mazzello, who plays Tim. Yep. And that's your whole cast. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't know, this is, uh, if you somehow don't know, because although this was my first time watching it, mm-hmm. I still know what Jurassic Park yeah. is. And it's about a guy, well, uh, he's basically, he's like a billionaire, and he has like a, a, a company that has genetically altered uh frog dna mixing it with like a mosquito dna mm-hmm. that had like dinosaur dna in it and uh and they create dinosaurs mm-hmm. and they recreate and it's like they're real and they're walking around and he has there's an island that they bought and they they, they basically made a park where uh, you know the, the goal is to have it's like a zoo yeah but just with dinosaurs mm-hmm. uh and Which- shit hits the fan real quick does it though? Because like it takes a be- like the movie's two hours long and yeah. it takes about like an hour and fifteen minutes to hit the fan. Yeah, but I I think I think uh the the reason why I say shit at the fans shit hits the fan quickly is because there's kind of like this looming disaster waiting to happen throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of the film. Yeah, like with the storm that's coming. Yeah, like there's like this impending storm that's coming. There's uh the 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 dinosaur keeper that gets murdered in, in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then like you have like that lawyer guy that comes up and he or he's like an investor, right? He's like a lawyer slash investor, and he's yeah. like, we, we're we're gonna check out like what's going on here and make sure that it's safe. And I thought something that was very very clever, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you picked this up, was that he's like when he first arrives to the island, he's like walking and he and he trips over himself, right, mm-hmm. and. I thought it was kind of like an interesting thing where like they're t- they're talking about the park, they're talking about the park, and then as soon as he mentions money, mm-hmm. he falls. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, like as soon as he re- like he starts talking about like the financial like possibilities of like what's going on here, he falls. Hmm. And I was like, that's got to be like a like metaphor, a very of subtle like, thing that Steven Spielberg. Did. Yeah, of like, hey, like. 
so I so like look I I want to just say that like I actually think that this movie is like a, a one of the best examples of a film that is aimed towards kids mm-hmm. but adults can really really enjoy it. Yeah, because again I was going to ask you like how you felt about this film since you've never seen it. Yeah. And we're in two separate back brackets because like I have this from my childhood and yeah. I've always loved this. And like watching it as an adult, I'm like, wow, I still love this. <laughs> yeah. And for you, it's like being the first time, it's like it's either going to be hit or miss with you. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that, like I said, I thought it or thought it really hit like the perfect balance of like there's like some real deep metaphorical stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a lot of the chaos theory stuff. Yeah. That... So like by far mm-hmm. my favorite character is Malcolm. Uh, yeah. So I... I love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And I love his character in this because he is kind of like the suave, like, like rock star scientist. Yeah. He, and they he, even he's say literally that. A, like, he's a scientist that, that specializes in chaos. Like, yes. that, like, like, <laughs> like that's, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do feel though that Steven Spielberg was like, Hey Jeff, just say whatever you want. Just be <laughs> you. Because there's a lot of stuff of like him talking about the chaos theory that doesn't make sense to like what's going on. <laughs> yeah, but he does in my I, he does have my my two favorite quotes from this entire film come from him. Mm-hmm. And the one is the simple one where uh, they're talking about how all of the dinosaurs are female so they can't reproduce and yes. he just simply says life finds a way. Yes. And I was like that's a real like that's like it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. And then my second favorite uh my second favorite one is when he goes on when he's talking to Laura Dern's character mm-hmm. about uh, he's like God creates dinosaurs, God wipes out dinosaurs, mm-hmm. God creates man, man destroys God, man creates dinosaurs. Yeah, and I thought like that that was, was just really cool. because that because well, that kind of like boils down the entire film, mm-hmm. and it really is like I think that there are some like really deep like deep uh, meaningful implications and metaphors that are in this film that are explored like should we be messing with nature because it's in all in all facets of this film every time humans are like trying to like you know basically outsmart god yeah pretty much yeah and trying to like alter dna and stuff and every single time it it fails yeah i mean i i definitely picked that up where it's like the entire movie is just about like you know, creating life and like, I, like you said, like just going against God and nature. Yeah. Um, for me too, like one of the the funnier quotes from Ian was uh when they're riding away from the T Rex and he's like, "Must go faster." Yeah. <laughs> and I guess he said that same line in Independence Day. Oh, okay. So technically, then they're the shared same. universe <laughs> of Independence Day and Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, like I definitely got like a lot of deep metaphors within this film, and the animatronics for this movie are unmatched. Like the CGI, it's a little dated. CGI, I think, actually holds up pretty. There's the, there's the Brontosaurus is the only one for me. The the one that I dislike the most. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and then also like. There, there are, like, a few things, in my opinion, that, like, didn't quite, like, land. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, there's, like, one scene where the the dinosaur, like, sneezes on the little girl. Yes. And, like, covers her, covers her in mm-hmm. snot. And, like, 
she just does like that dinosaur doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's this whole like other side that they didn't really focus on, but like it's not super important. Where it's like some of the plants aren't designed to be digestible for the dinosaur. So you have the Triceratops who is just basically like breaking down yeah. because it keeps eating the thing. Yeah. So I mean, it could have been something that they explore. I don't think it's something that they explore in the other two movies. Mm. Um. And weirdly enough, Jeff Goldblum's the only one that's in every single Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> is he? Like, every single one, he's at least in a cameo for it. Yeah. And he's the main actor for the next one, which isn't that good. <laughs> it's okay. I, I just get, like, a lot of them all mixed up together. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the animatronics are just they so They look really great. good. Like, what is this, 27, 28 years now like, yeah. uh, that it's been? And, I mean, they look really good. The T-Rex specifically. The T-Rex looks incredible. Like, that whole scene is just amazing. And, the, like, and, the little velociraptors look mm-hmm. really good. And I guess, like, there was also, like, a weird kind of thing that Steven Spielberg had to figure out, which took him the most time, was getting that ripple effect for the water. Mm. Which doesn't seem like it's that hard, but, like... If you if you're doing it to where it's like contained just in a glass, yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah, um, which is to me like one of the standout like shots of the film yeah. is that rippling glass is always stuck out with me. Yeah, I really like n- like there's some really great tension, mm-hmm. and like specifically when the Velociraptors are like running around trying to kill everybody, and the kids are in like that kind of like industrial kitchen yes. area. Oh boy! And you have the mirror shot too, oh, where man. it's like the Velociraptor's gonna get Lex. Yes. Man, I mean that is a really, really good tension building scene, mm-hmm. and that's why too. Like the the T Rex scene is always the one that spoke out to me of like the best scene in the film. Yeah, and that's just because like you have this tense scene of the the T Rex not seeing them at first, and like uh, Alan Grant like coming over and like trying to save Lex and Tim. And you have, like, the T-Rex, like, pushing the car around and, like, chasing after them. And that was, like, that always stuck out with me. And plus, too, most of that is animatronics. Yeah, yep. And I guess, too, like, when they were filming it, um, a lot of the actors were told, like, hey, don't stand near it. Because there was, like, some weird bugs with it where yeah. it would just randomly, Fucking like... just jaws. like <laughs> It would randomly just flick its head and it would feel like a bus is, like, literally driving right past you. <laughs> so <laughs> you really don't, can't be uh, near. Yeah, don't go near that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, like, Hammond as, like, this, like, I really liked his introduction because he's in, like, this all-white, because it's, like, they're digging, yes. like, the whole thing is, like, they're digging, and they're, and, and it's, like, you know, they're, I don't know, like, he, he's, like, running this thing, and, like, he's in, like, this all-white kind of, like, get-up, mm-hmm. he doesn't have, like, a speck of dirt on him, like, he's not doing any of the dirty work, Yeah, and, and, I, I thought it was, like, I, I liked the idea of, like, him being this, like, millionaire, but I, I didn't love, like, he's, like, you know, I'm gonna bring in my grandchildren. Yeah, and to just to te- see the to part. test this out, like <laughs> out of everybody to test something out, you're gonna bring your your grandchildren in. Yeah, I mean, it's a little strange. I I do agree. The only other thing that I think was like a little weird in the film was like how quickly Alan Grant goes from like, "Nah, I hate kids. I don't want them." <laughs> yeah. To all of a sudden, like, "Oh man, I fucking love them because like I'm in a tree with them." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this this film also has one of my favorite uh, pieces of 
exposition in a movie ever. The animation? Yeah. I thought, yeah, I, I, I put that into because I was like, this is such a unique idea to explain the entire plot of the film through a fun, like, cartoon <laughs> yeah. for the theme park. Yeah. It was really, really done very, very cleverly, and it's actually very enjoyable to mm-hmm. watch. Uh, and... And it's just, yeah, exactly. You're right. It's just like, it's like literally like in that same theme of like, they're sitting down like in that theater area, which like, if you've been to like any type of zoo, they usually have some type of like 3D interactive type of like thing like that. So like, it all just works perfectly. Yeah. Like Steven really thought of like everything for this film. I mean, it is a book that he adapted to, but I mean, like he really made it his own and really set like with the, with the sound effects too. And the music choice, like the synonymous theme song yeah. that like, I don't think that we can do because it's copyright and then we'll get sued out the wazoo. <laughs> ah, well, that's too much. <laughs> Steven's not a, not a cheap man. He'll come after us. Um, I didn't really love the whole like Nedry thing. Like him, like stealing the, the, uh, yeah. the, whatever the DNA in like the shaving cream can. The shaving cream can is awesome. It's cool, but like also doesn't really make sense because it's like, who's carrying around a bottle of shaving cream <laughs> with them always? Uh, a man who has a clean shaven face. <laughs> Just always has barbasol, yes. like barbasol on him. Like you have a beard. Out. You don't have to carry it around. <laughs> when I shave, I carry it around. <laughs> um, but like you know, he gets like bribed by like the like the an- like sorta antagonist. Like he's like the the like competitor of the company kind yeah. of, and he's like, we're gonna try to steal this guy's stuff. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like yeah, I, I, it's just I thought it was like cool a, when he got killed. Yeah, it's just like a side thing because then you get like um the one dinosaur that when I was a kid I never knew the name of it, so I just called it like the weird like peacock dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really cool and. Again, too, like, when I was a kid, like, I was so into dinosaurs. Like, I, I was set for, like, a, a few years where it's, like, I wanted to be a paleontologist. Yeah. Until I found out that it's literally just going around and, like, digging. Right. Like, you don't really get to yeah, see anything. I don't anything. have the forearms for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. So I that dream get calluses on my fingers. <laughs> so that dream died. But, like, Jurassic Park was the kind of catalyst for it. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, man, like, look at all these dinosaurs and look at how cool it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also want to talk about Laura Dern's character. Amazing. She's really good. Like, really, really. And I always love Laura Dern. Yeah. But, like, she really brought it to a film that, like, a lot of people probably thought when it came out that it was just geared towards kids. Yeah, and I think and, I think besides, like, the... You correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, besides like the the intro where you know the the one caretaker gets killed by the dinosaurs, she has like the first like reaction towards like once like the, the dinosaurs start breaking out, mm-hmm. she like turns around and her like she has like that really like she like screams, and I think that's like the first time that like somebody's like seen one that's like you know at this point like trying to hurt them. Yeah, and like she had like the the facial expressions and all that like her acting is like it's a it's like kind of tongue-in-cheek sort of <laughs> like hey this is for kids but mm-hmm. like at the same time like you can really see like the fear <laughs> yeah i mean like the whole thing with the the raptor scene when like she's going to turn on the generators yeah like that was really awesome yeah. and i mean they had like the puppetry and like the animatronics at that point right was so, that was that the scene where where she had the arm yes because that was, was that muldoon's arm or no, no, uh, no, that, no, was, no, that was the other guy's arm. That was Ray, who right. was Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> when you just feel the arm and it's like, oh shit, yeah, it's yeah. like right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, that was that was really cool. But I want but now that I mentioned Muldoon, I really liked Muldoon. He like the shotgun carrying like yeah. badass. <laughs> like he's And he has the most synonymous quote in the entire movie. Go ahead. Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I think uh I think the the God complex thing was the best. Yeah. But Muldoon's cool. Like, yeah, he is. He's, he's not just, in it for yeah. Enough. No, he's not in it enough. Like in it like crazy. But like just as like this kind of badass like guy <laughs> that you would want on your team. Mm-hmm. But although he does get killed, and, like I don't know. Yeah. Like I kind of wish they gave him a little bit more. But like I don't know. Like the way that he like the way that he is like portrayed as like this real like don't mess with badass. Like I will kill you if you you know if yeah. you step to me. Like I'm like I'm about it. Yeah, and I it mean, feels very nineties. He is very much like this bodyguard, like extreme hunter. Yeah, and and it's cool. I like you said. I wish he got a little bit more screen time, but like for what his character was, you needed people to like be picked off. Yeah, so you feel the threat of the dinosaurs. Yeah, and then of course too that beautiful ending shot of like when they're in the main theme park and the t-rex comes in for the save and the banner just falls <laughs> and it's like oh yeah <laughs> god yeah so good mm-hmm. and grant's character had like a really incredible kind of like character arc mm-hmm. at least i found it to be like where you know the you know he's kind of been like this guy that's like he's wanted to see dinosaurs like his entire life and then when he finally sees them, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they he, he begins to get hunted. And then at the end, when he's like, I think they're on the train or something. Yeah, he's and, like, oh, no, fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. Well, well, he like, you know what I'm talking? You know, the, mm-hmm. like when he like looks out the window and he like sees yeah. the birds. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really like unique and like, again, like where adults can kind of appreciate what's like what's being said. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I don't know, like what I took away from it was like. He re- he's realizing that like yeah dinosaurs are great and like cool but like technically they are kind of still living amongst us like you mm-hmm. know those birds are like descendants of dinosaurs but I need to like keep that at like arm's length like we don't we, we should not be like messing with nature like evolution has happened it's taken it, it, it has taken its course mm-hmm. and he's kind of like I need to move on with my life and not be like you know so like dwindling on like oh man i really wish like i could see like a real real dinosaur in real life like oh my god and and it's like no he's like he's like looking out that window watching that bird fly away and it's just like he's understanding that like they're still here and he can appreciate them but he can't like just focus on that for his entire life like he needs to put other things you know in front yeah i mean i agree with you cuz uh for me i took it slightly differently where he sees the birds and, like you said, they're an evolution of dinosaurs. So I think with him, like, looking at the birds, he's evolved with them. Where he's evolved to the point where it's like he understands that this was wrong to mess with Mother Nature. Yeah. To, to try and affect the way that things are. And wants to be grounded in reality of what we know. Mm-hmm. So pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think that this film was... It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's got some pretty good, like, kind of like tension building moments. It's, I think, like I said, like it's like little kids definitely enjoy it. Uh, and I think, oh, I do want to comment on, like, there's like what, like, 
eight people on that island. Yeah. And the, and like there's just so much food. Like <laughs> like the buffets well, are ridiculous. They're gearing up towards people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like for a movie that only had eight minutes of actual dinosaurs, yeah. they made it captivating. Oh, and, yeah. And nostalgia goggles off. Eight and a half big piles of shit out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree. I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Zach, you have a recommendation? I do. Um, and for, I think, the first time that uh, that we've done a recommendation for it, um, I want to recommend a restaurant. Wow. Mm. What yeah. the fuck? Zachy uh, like food. Go ahead. Um, so, for the past, like, two years, right before COVID hit, uh, we had plans where my fiancé, we were going to take her to this place in New York City that she's been wanting to go for to forever and of course like with covid we had to keep rescheduling and then figure it out and now that finally everything's lifted we were able to do so again um and that is the restaurant beetle house in new york city which is this really cool restaurant that's all halloween slash tim burton themed I've seen this. I I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. I've seen, like, somebody was talking to me about this at one time. So it's actually really cool because, like, you can only do reservations. um, And right now, because of COVID, like, you have a 90-minute window. Mm -hmm. But, like, you have – that's enough time. Um, And when you walk in, like, there's just – all this memorabilia of like Beetlejuice, like you have the worm, you have like pictures of everybody on there. You have Winona Ryder on there. Winona um, Ryder's yeah. a waitress there. <laughs> <laughs> you have the door from Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, you have a couple of things too from like uh, Paranorman and Edward H- uh, Edward Scissorhands and Ed Wood that are really cool in there. And then you also have like two actors who are playing Jack Skellington and Beetlejuice who are just interacting with everybody and themselves. Mm-hmm. And the food was actually really good. Yeah, like, that's, well, that's like, the, that, well, that's what really matters. Yeah. Like, like, how's the food? I wasn't expecting a themed restaurant right. to have great food. Mm-hmm. And they really did. Like my family pretty much got like one of everything. Cause there's only like about five or six choices. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. And then all the drinks and all the foods are named after like, uh, Tim Burton themes like so like all like the steak you get like the Sweeney Todd like steak something like that and it's made out of human it's made out of human meat yes right, yeah um, and then all the drinks have the same thing super powerful too they throw a lot of dry ice in there to get like that bubbly effect oh yeah yeah and it was just like a really cool experience like I hate the city <laughs> but, but going here it was like man this is really cool and something for my fiance that she's been wanting to do for a while because she absolutely loves tim burton yeah so beetle house in new york city beetle is what house. i recommend cool. is it like um does like the waitresses and waiters have to dress or are they just kind of like normal so when i went the waitress had like um striped pants on and like a white shirt okay so i think it's kind of like you have to be somewhere in line yeah. with the Tim Burton theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, but most of them were wearing like striped pants or striped shirts. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if like Tim Burton has anything to actually do with it or if it's just like a guy who like really likes Tim Burton stuff who's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to incorporate it. Probably that. Yeah. Um, it went, I got the steak too and the steak came with like, like I said, the Sweeney Todd steak. Right. So it came with a straight razor. Ah. So uh, it's like, ah, ah, that's really cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. <laughs> All right, cool. All yeah. right, cool. Thanks for the recommendation. Frank, what are we doing next for our discussion? Um, I want to discuss films that 
have really, really cool concepts, mm-hmm. but didn't quite execute it. So, you know, cool concept, bad movie. <laughs> bad execution. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, so look forward to that next day, whenever, you, <laughs> whenever this gets uploaded. Uh, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, clever girl.